0: What's up everybody? It's the round table sports podcast. My name is Taylor McLean, And today is the day that I've been waiting for, for some time. Dak Prescott has finally signed a long-term contract with the Cowboys and not to just let you know all of my feelings right off the bat, but I couldn't be more happy for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak. Now, let me let you know right off the bat, I make no qualms about it. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. I was born in central Texas and the Cowboys won their first super bowl when I was seven. So I thought that the good times were going to roll forever and that the Cowboys were always going to be good. And that just, you know, this was a part of life that the Dallas Cowboys were going to win Super Bowls. We're always going to be competitive. And it turns out that football is one of the things, maybe the thing that I love the most. And, uh, you know, maybe that's because of that run from the Dallas Cowboys. Also, for those that aren't in Texas, Texas is football crazy. Like everything around revolves around it, especially in small towns. You know, it revolves around you know, playing high school football and being one of those guys that you go to see on Friday night. So this is a big deal for me in that I'm kind of obsessed with it. I think about it even in the off season. I've been making videos and going crazy over it. So today, Was something I'd been thinking about for a long time for my beloved Dallas Cowboys. And let me also say about my teamdom, I'm for good football because I watch every game and every team at some point. So I'm, I just want to see good football a lot of the time, but the Cowboys are my bread and butter and they are, you know, the team that I followed for the longest amount of time I used to know, every player, every number, I was just obsessed with it. I, you know, there was all, I, I wanted the Emmett Smiths. I remember my, my trek for the Emmett Smiths around Dallas because my small hometown, you know, didn't have the ability to get the Emmett Smith. So I mean, it's something I've been obsessed with for some time, but I've been thinking about this DAC contract situation for a long time. And I know that the Cowboys screwed this uh, up, especially, you know, for the amount of money that they're going to pay Dak Prescott. As it turns out, the contract is four years, $160 million, 128 of it guaranteed, which essentially probably means it's a three-year deal with a little bit guaranteed in the fourth year as well. There's a no trade clause involved. There's a no franchise tag at the end of the contract or after the contract situation involved. So Dak definitely got what he was looking for. You know, the big thing out of uh, what we heard, you know, as they were talking about it was the Cowboys wanted a fifth year in addition to what they already had on there. And, you know, they franchised him for one year. So that's kind of the fifth year. That's the first year of the contract, if you will, at 31 million. And when you think about it, the franchise tag was going to cost them 37 million this year. So, What's paying him a three more million? Well, it's probably going to cost us a player or maybe two, but it is what it is. I can tell you from all of the teams that don't have a quarterback that's capable of taking your team to the next level, that's all you want when you don't have one of those quarterbacks. And I certainly remember getting caught up in the quarterback carousel between Troy and and Tony Romo. And let me tell you, it is no fun whatsoever. And then when you draft somebody, you know, you got to give them time to grow and you have to see certain things. And even if you do see them, you know, you still got to give them that time to get to where they're going. And even with Dak, I mean, despite Dak having one of the best rookie years ever, you know, he certainly has grown and become a better quarterback and become, you know, somebody that is not just somebody that's along for the ride, he can actually drive the bus and be more than just along for the ride. He's not in the back, you know, just, you know, having the rest of the team carry him. He is actually capable of carrying the team and elevating the play of the team and leading the team. Make what you will about his skills on the field. I feel like they're absolutely good to go But even if you don't believe that, you know, his leadership off of the field and the type of guy he is and a guy that, you know, you're never going to have to worry about his on the field antics. This is the guy that's going to go to bed early instead of going to the concert. That's the kind of guy you want leading your team and playing quarterback for your NFL team, because it essentially has to be your life. And as we've seen with Tom Brady, if you make it that way, and, you know, you really commit to football in that way, you can play a lot longer than people would think. And, okay, Dak's ankle injury probably took a little bit of time uh, in his Tom Brady years, if you will, off of his career. But the Cowboys didn't seem to be all that concerned with the ankle, despite him having the second procedure to clean everything up, which makes me believe that, you know, they've taken a look And they've got a good feel for how Dak is going to be back next year. And that's very encouraging because it was a very bad ankle injury to watch. And uh, I watched it again when I was making the highlight reel of his touchdowns and and just of his games. And, uh, you know, he only had the the five. So I kind of went after him because I knew we'd be talking about him and we'd be looking at you know, Dak, as far as what's going to happen and what he looked look like in this year with Mike McCarthy? And it was horrific and it was bad. And, uh, like I said, not having a second procedure is never good, but having had a second procedure like that before I broke my nose in eight different places at one point, and I was growing an Owen Wilson hump and they went back in there and they did this little cleanup procedure and mouth my nose is in a basically perfect shape. Other than I think my sinus cavities all on the inside are probably pretty jumbled up from getting, I got hit with a, essentially a perfect spinning elbow in doing pass protection drills as I was an offensive lineman for a, four a high school in Texas now. I was never big enough for that, and uh, I could have. Prob- I was more probably of a fullback size, and should have been a fullback, but that would have meant I wasn't on the field as much. So I was happy to play center at about two twenty-five. So it's kind of where my film watching came from, as we used to always watch film as offensive linemen because you have to u- move as a unit. And Dak did a lot without his whole unit as an offensive line for most of the time. The big thing for the Cowboys is to get Lyle Collins back and to have a healthy year from Tyron Smith. That's what I would want to see as far as the line goes and as far as protecting that goes to avoid having the backup injury. I'm more worried about that than I am the Dak ankle injury. Like I said, the Cowboys signing him to this deal gives me the clarity that I need, that they wouldn't be doing that unless they, you know, had the right information to say, okay, we're good with what's happened here. And we're good with what's you know, going to happen going forward. And I got to think, you know, I don't have any knowledge to the sort, but I got to think that, you know, Dax people have been sharing that information as a part of the negotiations to get to this point because uh, I don't think the Cowboys would have done it otherwise unless they had a good feel for that, which is very encouraging, not just for me as a Cowboys fan, but just for good football overall. You know, we saw with the XFL that when you don't have good quarterback play, the football isn't near as enjoyable. And, you know, I'd much rather have watched college football or even bad college football, like the college football that didn't happen in the fall that they're having now. I'd rather watch that that would have some decent quarterback play because they're younger guys that just haven't gotten to NFL age yet, rather than watching bad quarterbacks that washed out of the NFL. So everybody should be encouraged that Dak's going to play for the Cowboys. I guess if you hate the Cowboys, you're not encouraged. You're glad that they got, you know, the deal that they did because it does seem like a lot of money, you know, four for one six sixty. you know, 40 million a year. That's kind of the top end of what we were thinking for Dak. And it seems like that's the only thing that he would accept. And really he played his hand to the very end and bet on himself. And despite the ankle injury, despite only playing five games, got the things he was looking for. So got to give it to Dak and his agents. I mean, they got the Cowboys again. The Cowboys always seem to pay top price for whoever it is that they end up signing or whoever it is that they're negotiating with. And it feels like that's why, you know, players always talk about the Cowboys because they feel like they would get top end. You know, the Cowboys are going to pay them. Like they have more cap space than other teams. It's not like in the NBA where you can spend, you know, more because you're trying to keep your team in the NBA. It's a soft cap. So to keep owners from overspending, a cap is put in place to say, okay, you know, because the Cowboys can spend more than any other team, kind of like the Yankees in MLB. The MLB is uncapped, right? The NBA has a cap, but it's set up where if you're keeping your own team, you can go over the cap and pay more for that team, go into what's called the luxury tax and, you know, pay $1.25 one one dollar twenty five cents for every dollar that you spend, and it goes up and up, et cetera. The Warriors are paying seventy million dollars for Kelly Oubre, which makes around fifteen, I think. So that's how that goes. When the in the NFL, you can kick money down the line and the like, but it's a hard cap. Cowboys have just as much money to spend as everyone else, despite you know being worth way more than any of them and pulling in more money, because like I said, if you're not in Texas, you may not understand that Texas is football crazy. It's nuts. Um, you think you like football as much as Texas. It's not true. Everybody in Texas cares about football and not everybody. I mean, that's not across the board a hundred percent, but more than your state, I don't care how much you play. You may be Florida, maybe Florida per capita. Is close. Not probably not though. And you don't have near as many people either. We're very populous and uh, everybody's been looking at this and to say, okay, we need Dak. We need to get this done. Some people, you know, there's probably not many things in Texas that are more divisive than Dak Prescott. And now that he's signed this contract where he's got all the power, he's going to take up so much of the salary cap. He's got a no trade clause. He's got uh, no franchise tag at the end. He's going to get to be a free agent in a good year, you know, in a year where he's still probably at the very tail end of his prime, if not his prime still, and no franchise tag there. So he got everything. He got everything from the Cowboys and still, still as a Cowboys fan and as someone that watches all the football. I'm still encouraged by this. You should see the messages from other franchises that don't have a quarterback. You should see their Facebook group posts. You should see their desperation and what they would do to get Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, all these quarterbacks that were supposedly or are supposedly on the move, even though. Ru- Deshaun feels like the realest one that's on the move. I don't really think that the Russell Wilson stuff is for real. I don't think that Seattle's willing to go there yet, mainly because of the cap hit. It's like a $39 million cap hit just because of the way the contract structured. Maybe they can move that around a little bit, but that seems crazy for a team that is kind of built for now. So I don't think that's going to happen. And every other team is talking about Dak. talking about trading for Deshaun. Should we get Sam Darnold? Should we do this? Should we do that? Everything focuses around that. When you don't have the guy, that's all you're focused on. And it's hard to build team around something besides that guy. And, and not ha- and if you don't have him, you just can't build. There's you do, There's nothing to build around. It's not like in the NBA when you can get a, a center, or you can get a small forward or or a point guard and then build around that. You have to have this one position. You have to have the quarterback. Now, it's not traditionally you don't have to always have it, but man, the track record shows to me and gives you a better chance of being in the mix every year, especially at this point when you have one of those guys that's capable of driving the team and leading the team versus being along for the ride. Defenses that are capable of. Toting around Trent Dilfer, you know, that are capable of winning with Joe Flacco. They have better overall teams and it's just so much less likely to me that you're going to be able to pull that off and to get there. And even though Dak got everything that he wanted from the Cowboys and really, you know, got one over on them to not be in that cyclone of trying to figure out what we're going to do at quarterback means everything. And let me tell you, I watched every snap that Dak played this year, you know, going through the videos and, you know, making them and the like that I do. And I saw everything I wanted to see from him. Now the Cowboys offense overall. Definitely had some sputters and wasn't perfect, but, you know, a lot of teams figured out a lot of things over the first five to six weeks of the season, and then kind of got their S together over the rest of it and showed us something. And Dak showed us so much beyond that, even in the losses and the like that I'm super encouraged by his play. If you tell me that I'm going to get healthy Dak for 16 games next year, a future Taylor comes through the door and tells me that I'm going to get healthy 16 games out of Dak Prescott, sign me up for this contract done. Boom. I'm signed up and I'm betting on the Cowboys at that point for, uh, whatever, maybe their point total. I don't know about the wins because we're going to have to put together some stuff on defense. There's a lot of problems for this team outside of Dak Prescott. And because he signed at the very, very super, super duper top end of what it is right now, then it's probably going to be a problem to fill some of those holes. That means you have to draft correctly. That means you have to get your draft picks correct and do well. Luckily, Cowboys have a top 10 pick. Now it is 10. Maybe they get to trade out of that because somebody else needs a quarterback. Now we don't have to worry about that. Now we can draft Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley or something along those lines and get Lyle healthy. And hopefully Jalen Smith has a better year and we can cut him after this if we need to. So there's things to be done here. And I'm in with Will McClay and I know Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have had kind of a weird track record and I'm not impressed with their negotiating tactics at all because they pay top dollar prices to literally everybody that we resign. There's never a discount. There's never a lower price for these guys. I'm not impressed with their negotiating, but at the same time, just to not be in that roller coaster of not having your guy to build around means everything. And it's not like they're bereft of talent at all. As a matter of fact, I love the weapons. Everybody craps all over Zeke. And it's a big thing around here, you know, to talk about Zeke's contract and then he's overpaid and then he does this. And he does seem like he's lost a little bit of his home run ability to some degree, but in, in running back, it's kind of a year to year thing anyway. And I, I saw when he came back after Tony Pollard had a good game, I saw some fire and I saw enough from Zeke to say that I'm okay with him being around and you better get okay with it too, because the way they signed that contract, he's going to be around for a while with some guaranteed years there. So might as well get on board. This is what's happening. Dak and Zeke, Amari, even though we can get out of that tank. I mean, we've signed everybody to this point. We just need everybody healthy kind of makes us a little top heavier in the same way that LA relies on Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. We're going to have to rely on our skill people and the big guys we've signed and just go with it. Like I said, if I can just get 16 healthy games out of Dak, we're going to be good to go. And up until that freak ass injury, he'd been fine. That'd been one of his biggest things. Now that he's got the security, I'm hoping that he runs a little bit more. I know that's scary when we just watched what happened to his ankle, but I want to see him run more. I've always wanted to see him let it loose with his runs. I've always wanted that. And uh, he's good at it. He's definitely good at it. I know that PFF ranks him as one of their good runners. I mean, it's a big deal when he's able to run the ball and keep everybody honest from that end as well. And having a full off season, I'm betting that all the NFL guys by the off season or vaccinated. That'd be great. Now I'm hoping that I'm also vaccinated by that time too. I'm hoping that the world comes back to everything so that we can, you know, get back to normal everything, but especially football because I'm obsessed. And today was a day I've been waiting for, for so long. I had been, I had to turn off my ESPN updates because every time I would hope that it was when it, when Dak was eligible, eligible to sign a contract, that's what I hoped it was. I've been waiting for so long for this day and I know Dak has two and he played the Cowboys so hard. It's impressive. I mean, the fact that he got everything he wanted out of this contract is astonishing to me. And I don't know that he's Deshaun. I don't know that he's a top five guy, but I know that I'm glad to have him. And I know that he's going to work hard and I know he's going to be there. And, you know, if he hadn't had the ankle injury this year, I'd have every faith that he's going to do everything he's been doing. So I'm excited. I'm worried for the Cowboys overall, if they're ever going to be great again with the way everything's set up with the management That does worry me a bit, just because, like I said, the way they negotiate and the way they've put everything together, I don't know. It just feels like we don't always make smart football decisions. So I'm a little worried on that end because Dak did get everything from us and Dak did do this, but you know what he's here it's happening. And I'm so excited about it because the alternatives are exhaustingly scary. Talk about Blake Bortle stuff. I mean, talk about riding out Mitch Trubisky. Are the bears going to have to go back to Mitch Trubisky? My God, that scares the ever living life out of me. And then you're talking about Daniel Jones. How many years does Daniel Jones get? I mean, when you look at these guys, unless they're just absolutely terrible and you can move on with them from one year, your team is terrible for that year. If that's what happens. See Chad Hutchinson. I mean, Drew Henson <sighs> scares the living life out of me to think about those times. So, Dak signing, Cowboys fans, be excited because even though it's a lot of money, it'll look different in a couple years. And there's going to be a TV deal and there's going to be gambling. I mean, it's going to look way different. It's too bad they couldn't get the fifth year out of it, That, but Dak took him down to the line. Today, when you're listening to this podcast, that's the day that we would have franchised him. If we'd have franchised Dak again, it was over. That meant that he was the quarterback for one year or less for the Cowboys. Just three more million dollars than that for this year and subsequent years, giddy up. I'm guessing they backloaded it a little bit so we get the number down and we go for it. So... We'll see how it goes and we'll see what the Cowboys look like, but no quarterback carousel count me in. If you've gotten to this point and haven't done so download the podcast, apparently it doesn't count the same as just you hearing my voice, which uh, I'm super happy for as well. Appreciate your time. And we'll hear from you a little bit later in the week with some more thoughts on what's going on pre-free agency.